Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you are producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so excited to have my next guest here. I have not met her before, but I've heard amazing things about her and, of course, love her product. We have Rosa Lee, who is the founder and CEO of an incredible brand that hopefully you have tried. If you haven't tried, you have to get your hands on some immediately, but it's an incredible brand called Wild Wonder. And Rosa is also in the Bay Area. She is the founder and CEO. It is a gut-supporting drink offering a great example of East meets West. And if you don't understand what that means, you are going to learn all about it. The inspiration for Wild Wonder came from memories of Rosa's experience with her grandmother's healing tonics uh, as she was growing up in China. Super delicious flavors for any consumer to enjoy. 
Uh, they're making their way into many, many homes across America, available on, of course, Amazon, uh, direct to consumer, and then many, many stores too. And you may have caught the episode on Shark Tank, uh, where she secured a deal, and we'll learn a lot more about that too. So welcome, Rosa. Thank you for having me, Kara. Wow, that is such an amazing introduction. Well, thank you. Thank you. I um it's like my favorite part of the show. Not really. I mean, I like I like having the questions, but I love uh digging in and doing the research of uh you know, with I feel like I get to know everybody even before I actually have people on, which is super super nice. So, uh and I always as as you know, I always ask for the product too because I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited when I'm talking to people. I always think like it's so weird if I've never tried a product or heard of a product, uh, which wasn't the case with your product, but it's um, it's very hard because I just get so invested in it and excited about it. And anyway, so tell us in your own words, why did you decide to start Wild Wonder? Yeah, so as you captured so uh, correctly, Wild Wonder is a sparkling beverage with gut health benefits, all rooted in Eastern herbal wisdom. So my Chinese grandmother raised me for the first 12 years of my life. Um, and she brewed a lot of these healing tonics with just a symphony of wild herbs and botanicals and really taught me the philosophy of food as medicine. So, um, I actually never thought about starting a beverage company, but my career really started in finance and I just worked a lot of stressful jobs. At one point, I actually went to the doctor's office and he told me, you know, you're the first woman who overreported her weight by 15 pounds. And I was very shocked by just the, you know, the bad lifestyle's impact on my health. Um, I had some digestive issues. I wasn't sleeping well. I was, um, it's just a, a whole array of various health issues. So I started looking more into gut health. And learn all about it. And this is before gut health became really popular. And this is a thing that people talk about now um, and really believed in it. Um, so after business school, I wanted to do something I'm personally passionate about. And that's really to bring these um, heritage-inspired and gut-healthy ingredients to the masses through something that's very delicious. So I'm a huge foodie and I don't believe in giving up taste for health. Um, a lot of the functional beverages on the market are or, you know, people find them quite intimidating. They're not the most uh, approachable in taste or mm-hmm. function. So um, this is an opportunity to really, you know, bridge Eastern herbalism with the concept of this, uh, of California produce stand. So, you know, we live in California and we have such great access to fresh produce and I'm just always inspired by the farmer's market. And so really wanted to bring the function with something delicious for the everyday consumer. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. 
Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell, or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to washingtonpost.com slash 
Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. So do you remember the moment when you decided, I, I mean, you had been in finance, you went to business school, mm-hmm. like, did you ever think you were going to become an entrepreneur or did you a beverage entrepreneur? I mean, all of the things that you're doing today. I mean, did you ever think in that process or what was the moment when you thought, okay, I got to go do this? Oh man. Um, I think it's definitely a journey. I never thought I was going to start a business myself. Um, in fact, I always enjoyed investing. I was, um, I was an investor. I actually invest in healthcare, which is very ironic because I was not treating my health very well. Uh, but, um, I, I thought I would invest in emerging markets. Um, but I ended up working a lot with entrepreneurs when I was an investor and was very inspired by what they were doing. I love the idea of really taking an idea, um, to scale and to really grow a business. Um, so when I was in business school, I actually tried my hands um, on the operating side, essentially just offered myself as free labor to anyone <laughs> who was looking for help. And, you know, startups are always very cash and resource constrained. So um, no one was really utilizing data in a way that's helpful. So I was basically able to help a lot of the companies and leverage my skill set from finance and investing to help startups grow. Um, so that really gave me a viewpoint on the startup world. And afterwards, I helped a friend launch a business, um, an e-commerce, e-commerce business, and just started exploring you know, what I really want to do for my life. Um, and something I'm, I'm truly passionate about is really to bring more diversity and um, heritage into the masses. So um, you know, my grandmother is, is very close to me and, um, she had a lot of impact on my life. Uh, and this is almost like, you know, kind of honoring her, um, her influence and also our, our heritage. So basically decided to, you know, try, try my hands at food. And honestly, I knew nothing about the beverage industry. I don't know if I would still do it, <laughs> if I knew everything, um, it's very, as you know, very broy. Um, there's not a whole lot of diversity, but it's really awesome to see now that is there's more representation in food. I mean, there's more representation across different industries. Um, to see a lot of these brands bring their own heritage and their own story to the market is truly exciting. Yeah, definitely, and obviously the. Uh, you know, you've got a few competitors in that space. But as I always tell people, like, there's nothing wrong with competition. In many ways, like, the challenge, the biggest challenge we saw with Hint early on was that we didn't have any competition. So Mm. an unsweetened flavored water, we were it, right? So we started a new category. And we kept telling people we had some competition from some of the big strategics, but mm-hmm. everybody sort of like came in and they weren't willing to sort of watch it grow over time. And so it was um, very different than, you know, the coconut water category, for example, was starting around the same time when we were starting. And, um, you know, there was tons of competition. So I think that 
competitors are definitely uh, not such a bad thing. How do you view competition? Obviously, you've been on the other side investing in companies, but would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. And by the way, I definitely remember um, hearing about Hint. Um, You guys were truly one of a kind because all my friends in tech were like, oh my gosh, what is this water that's flavored? And it's like zero calories, zero sugar. And um, you were very big in food service, which you know, it's also a channel we focus on. So I, I definitely remember hearing all about it. Um, but yeah, to your point, I do think it takes multiple players to really create a category and it's not something that's easy to do. So I actually really welcome competition. I do think competition makes us stronger as long as we're still mm-hmm. very focused on our true differentiation. What I find in the market a lot, especially with the soda category nowadays is everyone is building a lot of people are building a me too product and mm-hmm. obviously that's you know it's easy to be attracted to these shiny objects and if the traditional soda flavors are doing really well um olipop and poppy are doing a great job um really bring these better for you traditional soda flavors to market and then everyone else is jumping on it to do something very much the same um i do think that you know, there's not a whole lot of value to be a Me Too product, but it does take multiple players um, to really open the market and educate the market. So it's awesome to have these leaders um, educating the market about prebiotics, about gut health, about what it means to be a better soda alternative. Um, But I do also um, believe in sticking in our lane and um, Mm -hmm. having a perspective on the market. So we're not about the, you know, doing another version of traditional soda flavors like Dr. Pepper or cola. Um, um, We're all about bringing a different perspective to the market with a cultural and botanical influence. So if you look at our uh, flavor profiles, you know, strawberry passion, that's actually with fresh brewed hibiscus flowers and strawberry juice and passion fruit juice. Um, you know, mango gold is fresh brewed turmeric with mango. So there's a, the very first ingredient is always a fresh brewed botanical herb. Um, and that's really reflecting the Eastern herbal wisdom. And um, we also pair it with a fruit uh, flavor that's very approachable. And a lot of the flavor profiles are very tropical and is um, fruits I love growing up. I love it. So how did you start in terms of, you know, obviously you did a business plan, uh, you created a first batch, but what were the first flavors? Like, did you sell online versus stores? Did you try and get it into a local store in San Francisco? Tell me like those early days as you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to go try this. Like what, what was it? What, what were those beginning days like? You know, it's funny. I had no business plan. I know people, always talk about it. And I even went to business school um, and the, the product really started in my kitchen. So I literally just brewed herbs and um, <laughs> try to balance the flavor with different juices. And the first three skews are um, guava rose, mango gold, and uh, peace ginger. And then later on, we basically launch a new flavor a year. Um, my very first channel was actually, uh, food service. So I started talking to these chefs at, you know, Uber and Square and all these large tech companies that, um, 
really bring forth a lot of these health conscious products. Um, and then they mm-hmm. obviously want to make sure that their employees are eating healthy, which is awesome. Um, so I remember this is before COVID I actually sold into these tech companies and um, Uber or Square was my first customer. Um, they invited me to a food show where um, is, you know, we sampled our products with employees and they voted on the products. Um, and I had literally no product at the time. So I just um, threw the liquid in my kitchen. I uh, bought one of these swing top bottles from Amazon and they made the drinks at home and I hand labeled a bottle and um, just so that it looked legit and uh, people voted for us. And then uh, both Square and Uber said, we want your product. And that's when I said, wow, I, I don't have a co-packer and I don't have products. And I need to go find one. So, <laughs> Um, so basically convinced, um, this co-packer to work with me. And honestly, that was the hardest thing because no one really believed in me at the time. And then, you know, I basically brought my liquid from my kitchen to everyone to, for everyone to taste. And I essentially wouldn't leave the co-packer until the owner gave me the answer I wanted, which is, yes, I will produce a product for you. So that's how we, and then we made our first batch. And of course, you know, what happened in 2020 I was going to launch um, at, at Expo West and we had all these large POs going out to the offices and the world was shut down. So the entire food service wiped out our, our all the inventory, wiped out all the POs um, and, and sales channel. So I basically had to start over. And that's when I went to D2C and I went to retail. So I actually, in retrospect, forced us to diversify our business for the better. So now we're stronger because I truly now believe in this omni-channel strategy where, you know, it's a 360 approach. We get to touch the same customer throughout their day, not just when they're working in the office, but also when they're shopping online, when they're shopping in the grocery store. So um, we have very intentionally built this omni-channel strategy. But in 2020, you know, I literally, when everyone was shut down and locked, locked down uh, and quarantining, I drove around the Bay Area and I went door to door and visited over a hundred stores, probably over the span of three months. And uh, at the time, everyone was very scared, you know, to even contact, come in contact with any anyone. So uh, obviously we're all wearing masks and I actually offered um, these store managers to basically, I helped them to stock the shelf as a way to mm-hmm help them out. And I know everyone was really stressed and they weren't thinking about new products, but um, we also need to make our cash flow work. <laughs> so I basically offer my, you know, my services in exchange to talk to them about my beverage. And by the end of year one, we were in over a hundred stores and that includes our local Whole Foods. So um, that was basically my kind of entry into retail. And we started learning more about what does it take to win with um, these independents, specialty, natural retailers, um, and then re- really iterated the product. Um, the product on day one was nothing like the product now. Uh, we like listened to our customer. We changed a lot. We actually started in a glass bottle. I know we talked about packaging before um, and learned very quickly that was not the way to go. And especially as we were shipping online. So by the way, in 2020, while I was going to stores, I also built the Shopify site and we launched online within three months um, to literally make cash flow work. And um, 
I basically went to all my food service customers and um, got everyone to, instead of ordering or getting the drinks from the office, order online so we can ship products directly to people's homes and, you know, uh, take care of, take care of them at home. And um, so it all worked out in the end, but it was a very stressful time. Um, but, you know, we really iterated the product a lot, um, learned many lessons during that time, both from a taste perspective. Um, so that changed our formulation also from a packaging perspective. And that changed the way we, we know, like our cans look nowadays. I love that story. That's so, that's so great. So where does the name Wild Wonder come from? It's a great question. The name was the hardest. <laughs> Because <laughs> nowadays, totally. you know, like everything is like you, it's trademarked and you can't find a good website. Um, I was really going after um, a heart brand. You know, I want this to I want people to feel something when they hear the word wild wonder. And um, and then we created this product to really create everyday wonders and for those undervoiced in our communities. So wonder was like a word that I was um I feel I felt very strongly about and wild actually denotes a few things. You know, our ingredients all come from nature. And um, I was very influenced by these wild herbs and botanicals that my grandmother brewed for me growing up. And I think wild also denotes the spirit we have because the brand is very whimsical and fun. So um, it has a lot of different meanings, but it's very much um, very, I guess, um, it, it really reflects the spirit of the brand as well as the the product and the ingredients. So I love that. So can you share a story about one of the funniest mistakes? We've had people on who have, uh, I mean, so many great stories along the way. Uh, we had, I think we had Health Aid on and she mm -hmm. was talking about uh, that, uh, her kombucha product blew up. She was dealing with some equipment. And I mean, it's just so, so funny. We had somebody else uh, who's, um, who was it? It was Malibu Milk, where she thought that the product had gone bad. She didn't know that she had to like let it sit. Um, and so they tossed like hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, maybe not that much, like maybe less than $100,000 worth of product. But it was real money, right? Worth the product and it was gone. And um, so, so many lessons that you learn that's way more expensive than probably your Stanford Business School education, right? You're oh my gosh. Along yeah. the way. I mean, it's just, and again, like, you know, you're learning on the job. You have to be willing. Every, all of the stories um, that I've heard about, you know, COVID, we obviously have our own stories too. It's just, mm -hmm. I feel like so many of my friends who were in different industries, I, I couldn't even like pick up the phone and tell them, um, you know, I'm going into stores and stocking shelves at 6am. I mean, it, it just, it, it just didn't even matter to, yeah. to have this conversation because they think you were crazy. And then you didn't even know whether or not it was going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. You were like, you know, you had been through a traumatic time. Um, obviously having to shift from food service. But um, anyway, just curious, is there any super funny story along the way? <laughs> you can, we can uh, come back to that too, if you like. Well, I mean, I do think that there's all the fun stories. I mean, fun in quotation marks um, <laughs> happened in production. I think that just the early stages of making a product work 
um, mm-hmm. was just a lot of ups and downs. And uh, seeing our, you know, the product really started in my kitchen, but seeing it to be produced at mass scale at a manufacturing facility was just amazing. And I would say there are so many times when, um, you know, you can never predict what happens at a production facility and it's never perfect. So I remember mm-hmm. the first time I produced um, this one flavor. Um, somehow, because we have so much like fiber in the in the drinks uh, and the, it, it really interacts differently with different juices and the juices somehow the blend really clumped up and we cannot get the liquid through the filter and we couldn't get it to, you know, be basically filled into the cans and the entire production had to be shut down. And then we were literally hand batching and getting all the clumps out of these large tanks. And then that's, you know, that's kind of like one of the examples, one of the many examples that happened at the production facility. And when we first started, I mean, gosh, there was, you know, all of us were at the facility and we're trying to figure out how to get, you know, the liquid from one tank to another, get through the filter because the viscosity is different, you know, than what we expected. Um, gosh, there's just, yeah, most of the, the fun things all happened at production. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's so true. So when did you then go back into food service? Like shortly after uh, COVID? Whenever I mean, the, yeah, whenever the offices reopened. So I would say 2021, we started to see some more volume coming through, but it wasn't strong. I mean, even nowadays, um, I do think that food service is somewhat back. If it's not like fully back at the volume that pre-COVID had. So um, we, um, food service, I mean, it's actually a third of our, our strategy. So it's, it's a big channel. Um, and I can definitely see a lot more volume now, but given where the market is, a lot of companies um, are also more, uh, I guess, wary and, and they're careful with their budget. So um, not as generous in spending on expensive you know, food and drinks. <laughs> no, it's so, it's so true. And there's just not as many people back in the office yet. I think people are, mm-hmm. they're getting there. Um, but it's, uh, it's it, especially in certain parts of the U.S., like San Francisco, it's just not happening yet. So I think it's probably more so in New York. Do you agree? Would you agree? Um, we do have a lot of volume in New York, um, but also in the Bay Area. So we stock Google yeah. and we stock off Google from San Francisco all the way down to San Jose. Um, so they do a lot of volume. And I do think that the minute the office is open, they have to stock, you know, drinks and serve food. And nowadays, a lot of the offices are actually trying to get more employees back into the office. So the perks are actually quite important. Um, and uh, we are, I would say, like from a number of customers perspective, the numbers did go back. Um, it's just more how they allocate their budgets is, has been different. Yeah, definitely. So uh, tell me your favorite flavor of Wild Wonder. Oh, gosh. When you think about... Well, I know. It, I know. Actually, um, my, so our top seller is a strawberry passion. Actually, um, when I was on Shark Tank, Mark Cuban loved this flavor so much. He chucked a whole can of strawberry passion on TV and our sales on Amazon just completely like blew up. And, <laughs> um, but I, my personal favorite is actually the mango gold and that's with fresh brewed turmeric root and mango puree. And the reason is because it's just so, um, it's kind of a, like a nectar, like it's more, um, it's more tropical. And then there's also, um, passion fruit in there. 
to make it even more tropical. Um, I love I love strong flavors, and um, that one has gone through so many iterations, and it's very dear to my heart because we started, and that's a learning too. Is we started uh, the flavor by calling it mango turmeric, and very quickly realized that while turmeric is very good for you, uh, people don't like to see it on the label, and they don't like to think you know they tend to think it's an acquired taste. So um, it drove less trial. So we actually tweak the formulation to lighten the turmeric taste, um, make it more mango forward. And immediately the sales just went up. So uh, another example of iteration. Um, but that's um, we also have another flavor that's launching soon. Uh, we're actually launching in, in about a month. So I'll definitely ship you some samples. Um, that I think is going to be my favorite one. I'm very excited about that one because it's very closely tied to my heritage, uh, Asian. There's an, uh, more Asian flavors in that drink, but it's also um, very approachable. It's, it's very delicious. It's not an acquired taste at all. So I think people will like it. Oh, I'm excited to try it for sure. So you mentioned Shark Tank. So can you share how how did that happen, first of all, and tell us about the episode? Oh, gosh, that was such an exciting time. Um, I can't believe it's actually been a year since we aired last January. Um, so one of the producers, they have these people um, researching uh, brands and they reached out to me and um, said that, you know, we'd love to interview you for Shark Tank. And that happened actually a whole year before I responded because they reached out to me during COVID. And during COVID, I really wanted to make sure our supply chain actually worked. And, you know, like the entire world was shut down and our co-packer actually shut down for a certain period of time. Um, so I was very much focused on saving the company and making sure that we build in infrastructure to scale. So I actually didn't respond at all. And the whole year later, I decided, hey, this is the right time. And we actually have the ability to scale um, and reached back out, started the whole process, uh, many rounds of screening and interviews, um, Zoom calls, um, and then basically talked to a lot of different producers and they all approved. And finally, um, and you probably heard this from other Shark Tank um, candidates or, or uh, brands that is they nothing's a guarantee. So just because you're in a process doesn't guarantee you to be taped. So you could be mm -hmm. spending this whole time prepping for it, building the booth until the very last minute and they can totally cut you. And, um, mm -hmm. and then even if you tape, right, a lot of companies don't air, um, which obviously is not great because entrepreneurs invest so much time and resources in that. So luckily, you know, we got a deal and we aired and that was so impactful, um, to the brand. Um, so first of all, you know, it's national audiences, 4 million viewership across the country. Um, we really got to tell our story to our target audience um, and learn a ton from, you know, who the customer is, where the customer is, and got a lot of feedback on how they're consuming our product. But not only that, we expanded in a very major way with retail. So um, after we aired on Shark Tank, a lot of retailers heard about us. And then following that, you know, basically last year, every time I talked to someone uh, in a retail meeting at a trade show, they would say, oh, I saw you on Shark Tank. And honestly, I That's didn't even watch Shark Tank. The fact that, you know, everyone was watching Shark Tank and it's a great family show. Um, 
uh, it was very impressive. So I definitely encourage, honestly, every entrepreneur with a consumer product to go on Shark Tank. <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome. So did you? So you got a deal with mm-hmm. uh, with one of the sharks? Can yeah. you share a little bit about that? Definitely. Yeah. So um, they uh, Shark Tank tried to match the brands with the, the appropriate sharks, um, and there's usually you know the four. Uh, I would say the regular sharks, and then they have a guest shark. My guest shark is the CEO of DoorDash, which, you know, I mean, obviously he was the perfect guest shark for us because he could actually help us with distribution, put Wild Wonder on DoorDash, and that would definitely, you know, really propel the company to a different stage. Um, and so I was definitely going after him. And um, and he also is a Stanford um, business school graduate. So we connected on that front. And when I was telling my story, it also resonated with him because he's also, uh, he also immigrated here from China when he was 12. And um, I think he was also raised by his grandparents too. It's a lot of the similar immigrant stories. And so he's very supportive of, you know, um, brands that are really amplifying, I think, culture and heritage. Um, So believed in me, believed in the story, and then um, decided to partner with Wild Wonder, which is honestly, truly amazing. And so we're actually in the process of expanding with DoorDash. Um, so since he invested, we got onto Dashmart and we're working with different teams at DoorDash to make the partnership basically bigger and expand further. I love that. So such a great story. So when you think about the evolving landscape of drink preferences and like industry trends, you have pre and probiotics in in your drink and all kinds of new flavors and is super great. How do you ensure that Wild Wonder stays like relevant mm-hmm. uh, to to the consumer? And um, and I guess this is sort of a uh, two-way question. How do you build community? Um, but also, you know, you have to educate consumers because still a lot of the average consumer, I think, isn't really sure the difference between pre and pro and, you know, and is it going to taste bad? Uh, so all of those things. Uh, but I'd love to kind of hear you respond to that. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we're constantly talking about how do we stay relevant and, um, and I was just, um, I would start by first addressing the function piece because I totally agree. Like consumers are not always educated. And I don't even think the average consumer knows not just the difference, but knows what like prebiotic or probiotic is. I, I think generally speaking, people might think it's better for them. Um, they drink yogurt. And uh, so they might know something about gut health. Um, I don't expect people to be educated around this. So um, whether someone's doing prebiotic or probiotic, I think as long as the product formulation makes sense and it's a good product, um, it's great. And it's all about expanding people's education around gut health. I do think that mm-hmm. the reason we um, we started doing this more holistic way to approach gut health is, well, I truly believe that not only do you need probiotics, you also need prebiotics. And prebiotics is really the food for probiotics to thrive, similar to humans, without which we we, we just aren't that productive. Um, probiotics is something that people are more familiar with. Um, I didn't really have ample funding or a ton of resources to do education. 
And to your earlier point about, you know, it takes multiple players to really build a category. It's really hard to build something yourself. Um, so I, you know, really leaned on the education that's already provided by kombucha, by yogurt, um, and the industry um, around gut health, around probiotics. And then, you know, we want to introduce something new as well, because Olipop and Poppy are doing a really good job sharing more information about prebiotics. So it's nice to ride that faster growth trend, but um, also bring people in with the familiarity of probiotics. So when we first started, actually, we pitched Wild Wonder as a kombucha alternative because it was basically Mm -hmm. offering kombucha benefits without the vinegar. And that really resonated with people because um, the approachability of the taste. So, um, you know, we're always watching trends. We're always trying to see like what, consumers are looking for and, you know, do our best to make very customer centric decisions going forward. So if they're, you know, they, they're attracted to prebiotics, um, that's great. And if people are looking, you know, people are looking for lower sugar, um, people are looking for a certain form factor, we're always responding to that. So how we, um, drive our product innovation is not just based on market trends, but also based on, um, our customer needs. Um, and I would say the the other point about relevance um, is around, yeah, like what is important for customers these days. And I do think a lot of people care about where the brand is from and what the brand stands for. It's not just another version of a sports drink or energy drink or soda. Um, there is a story to be told here. And I, I do think that there's so much, there's increasing representation. Um, not just in the API community, but, you know, across different um, ethnic groups and um, Mm -hmm. different heritages. So it's nice to really kind of be part of that conversation as well and talk about our heritage and how Wild Wonder is really changing the beverage industry and bring innovation to the market by bringing more, uh, not just innovation, but also representation. One of the things that, uh, in, in sort of a, a sick way I love is when I hear from people who maybe they had worked on our team over, the, you know, the years or maybe they had invested in Hint and then suddenly they start their own company. And it's like, whoa, I had no idea that these, uh, types of challenges exist for founders. Um, I, I, like how you obviously had done some other things before you decided to start the company, but what has been, uh, I guess, most surprising to you or most challenging to you as a as a founder of your own company? I mean, I think, you know, to say like the buck stops with you is like an understatement, right? Mm-hmm. You feel everything, right? I remember feeling the first employee that left, like you think your baby's ugly, right? <laughs> you're just like, you take it very personally. You get kicked out of a store. You're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. it's all terrible. Everything's ending. But um, especially since you had been on the other side of things, what would you say to that now? Like the biggest kind of surprise that you've that you've faced and in or that you've seen and kind of biggest challenges? Yeah, you know, I didn't really come into the industry with any expectations. I didn't really expect entrepreneurship to be a certain way either. So I would say 
maybe I wasn't so much surprised by, uh, you know, there's not really a biggest surprise, but I'm constantly, I guess, surprised in small ways. Like every day there's a new challenge. Um, I think it's maybe it's just the pure um, range of things we have to worry about. Um, you know, mm-hmm. when I was doing investing or work, you know, working in finance, I definitely worked a long hours. It's not so much about the hours, but, you know, I was very much focused on one thing at a time. And my job was to say, like, analyzing these companies or making an investing decision. I wasn't worried about, you know, necessarily employee happiness or, um, you know, fi- financials, like raising money, running out of cash, um, or, you know, the whole, gosh, wide array of potential challenges. Like, you know, when I first started, it was, you know, our shipment got lost or the, uh, you know, there's some uh, truck that's carrying a different product got to, you know, delivered the wrong product. Um, and, and then it was, you know, maybe, you know, fundraising, fundraising is always a challenge for, for everyone, including investors themselves. <laughs> and, uh, and then it was figuring out what's the best marketing strategy for, for retail. And, you know, I think is the surprise comes from just like the emotional um, strain uh, in general mm-hmm. uh, and being able to kind of mentally switch from one thing to another throughout the day and taking care of all aspects of the business. So I do think that it's a bigger toll on everyone's kind of mental and emotional energy. Um, and that is something that I'm, you know, always like working on is how do I, you know, kind of stay alert and, um, put my energy on the right things and allocate my time wisely because there's just so many things to worry about. Yeah, such great words of wisdom. So last question, best advice uh, for founders who are, who've got a great idea, thinking about starting their own company, uh, what would you say? Gosh, so many important things I've learned over the years. Um, I would tell people like I'm always very supportive of, of people starting companies. I think it's such a great experience. Um, and it's also very exciting, but I would definitely make sure that everyone has a stronger mission than just bring forth a new product. Um, to me, entrepreneur, the entrepreneurial journey is so challenging and, and oftentimes, you know, it's hard to wake up in the morning or get up and put one foot in front of the another and to just keep going. Um, but I always go back to my North star and always go back to a deeper mission that's bigger than myself. And that really, you know, propels me to go forward and gives me the energy I need to build a bigger platform to really bring these heritage inspired and gut healthy ingredients to the masses is because, you know, the brand itself represents something bigger and not just um, wild wonder, not, not just a, a, you know, canned beverage that's sitting on the shelf. Absolutely. So Rosalie, founder and CEO of Wild Wonder, thank you so much for joining us and good luck with everything. Uh, you're off to an incredible, incredible start. So I'm oh. really proud of you. So you're, you're doing it. So very, very cool. Thank you so much, Kara. That was such a fun conversation. Thank you for having me. Super fun. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. 
Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. I would love to hear from you too, so feel free to DM me. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Undaunted, where I share more about my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now.